If you're a fan of big ideas, debate, and politics, check out our festival partner, Geopolitical Magazine Foreign Policy. A forum for informed debate about global affairs, foreign policy keeps a finger on the pulse of world news and political happenings. Beyond articles that delve behind the headlines via traditional reporting, Foreign Policy has so many other products to offer, ensuring that no matter how you like to engage with eye-opening content, there is a method for you. Check out their free offerings, like Foreign Policy Live, their forum for live journalism, newsletters, and podcasts. And with a subscription, unlock in-depth features and quarterly magazines, including their recently dropped spring edition, All About India. Fans of IAI will love Foreign Policy for more of the mind-expanding, insightful content that they seek. To explore their content, take advantage of an exclusive discount for IAI fans. Subscribe now using promo code LIGHT24 to save 50% and unlock access to everything Foreign Policy has to offer. Philosophy for Our Times is brought to you in partnership with the New College of the Humanities, a university-level college offering undergraduate and postgraduate degrees in the heart of London. NCH pride themselves on offering unprecedented access to a world-class academic faculty. Philosophy students at the college are taught by some of the foremost scholars in the field, and one-to-one tutorials create a personalised teaching experience. Choose your major and minor for a unique combined honours degree and study the NCH Diploma to widen your appreciation of the world in ways you'd never thought of before. Go to nchlondon.ac.uk for more information. Think better. Think NCH. Hello and welcome to Philosophy for Our Times podcast which brings you the world's leading thinkers to debate today's biggest ideas. In this podcast, we bring you interviews with our speakers to give you exclusive insights into the topics covered by our debates. As a philosopher, I was trying to make sense of the world. Our guest this week is post-realist philosopher, known for his theory of closure, Hilary Lawson. In his quest to make sense of the world, Hilary has authored Reflexivity, the Postmodern Predicament. He is the founder of the Institute of Art and Ideas, as well as the festival How the Light Gets In. Hilary joined us to discuss what exactly he thought didn't work about current understandings of the world. I thought that the common sort of postmodern space of saying there is no truth was paradoxical and incoherent. In opposition to Enlightenment thinking, postmodernism set itself against the idea of an objective reality. By highlighting the limits to knowledge, postmodernists signalled an end to the possibility of the search for truth. Hillary explained how he has positioned his work in relation to this philosophy and why this is so important in today's climate. If there is no truth, then it would appear that it's also true that there is no truth, so there is truth after all. And so I set about trying to come up with an account which made sense of that predicament. And I think it's a predicament which I thought when I started, it was a predicament that was absolutely central to contemporary thought. But during my life, it's become relevant to everybody. It's now, I mean, post-truth is just everywhere. Everyone is talking about the problems of of post-truth. And so the aim of what I set out to do is try and work out what to do, what, how to make sense of this. And 
the idea that I proposed was that we should give up the, the idea that the world is something in particular. Either a particular thing or a combination of things, however complicated a thing, however complicated a combination of things. And we should give up that idea. And instead of seeing our ideas about the world as gradually somehow uncovering the underlying truth, the ultimate reality, that we should see the world as being open, as not being already divided, as if we have to come up with the right answer that fits how things are there. But we should think of the world as being open, and that what we do is close the openness of the world. Abandoning the idea that we're going to uncover a complete understanding of the world, Hillary's theory of closure dismantles truth by looking at how it is we come to know the world. And we close it through our language, and I think also through our perception and our thought. We close it and we make of the world things. So we make of the world uh, chairs and tables and people and ideas. Sometimes the things we create are abstract things. But we, we form these closures which enable us to close the open of the world, to hold it as something. And as a result of holding it as something, we're able to intervene on that basis. So if we hold something as a chair, we, well, we can, we, we can sit on it. But if we hold it as firewood, uh, we're more likely to burn it. And in some cases, we might hold it as a weapon. Um, so how we hold the world changes what we can do. And I think that idea that we need to give up on reality and truth in favour of seeing the world as being open and that we close the world, I think is probably the central uh, idea which I've spent most of my life exploring in some form. Hillary continued by applying his work to the post-truth world of today, explaining why it is we're getting it wrong when we talk about fake news. So if I, I was to apply this to the contemporary political uh, frame and the talk of fake news, I think that the, court, the, the phrase fake news assumes there's a true news and that it, it's possible to arrive at it. And I think one of the dangers in the current situation is everyone thinks they've got the angle on the true news. And of course, we've seen the disagreement between Trump and the liberal media, uh, which have expressed that difference. But I think that what's at stake here is that we should recognise that nobody is capable of providing some sort of ultimate description of the world. Instead of looking for true news and brandishing the term fake news, Hillary offered an alternative approach to truth in a post-truth world. We operate in perspectives, in given closures, what matters is what we can do with them. And we should hold people to account according to their perspective. So if somebody says one thing one day, and they say something completely different the following day, then we just can write that off. This is not, it's not that it's false, it's lying or it's not, be, it's not developing your account of the world in a way that has any consistency and therefore any real value. So we just need to call that out. But I don't think that we can just say, 
oh, when somebody says something uh, that's not true, if they've got a frame and an explanation of why they can hold the world like that. So I think that culture as a whole is in real danger of making exactly the wrong move in response to a recognition of the number of perspectives. So any child growing up, if you've only got to look at the internet, nobody thinks there's one perspective which might be true. It's perfectly obvious there are thousands of perspectives. So the question then is, well, how do we choose between those perspectives? What are we to make of them? And I think the mistake that's going on is that instead of taking the outlook that I've proposed, that is to see that the world is open and we close it through our different perspectives, and that those perspectives enable certain things to happen, and we have to choose between those alternative ways of holding the world. There's a temptation to think that there, there is a truth, and that we somehow have to um, only align ourselves with a particular perspective. To deal with a perspectival world, Hillary ended by calling upon the benefits of Enlightenment thinking today. So, uh, and, and more importantly perhaps still, I think that the traditional uh, tools, strategies of the Enlightenment were looking at the world and applying reason, empiricism and rationalism. And in the arrival of a perspectival world, we're in danger of throwing those out of somehow thinking, well, reason doesn't really work. It just generates this proliferation of alternative perspectives. There's no ultimate perspective. And instead, I think we need to redouble on those strategies. They're absolutely the powerhouse of the Enlightenment was empiricism and reason. But we should give up the theological, metaphysical fantasy that those strategies lead us to a single truth. What I think they do instead is they turn our ways of holding the world uh, into bigger and more um, effective stories. Um, and, but we, don't, we shouldn't think that you know, they ever arrive. There's always an infinite gap between our perspectives and stories of the world and how the world is itself. To hear Hillary debate these issues with two other experts in the field, tune in to next week's debate in which author and philosopher Julian Beghini, as well as metaphysician Amy Thomason, will debate with Hillary in the search for a new enlightenment. This podcast has been brought to you by the Institute of Art and Ideas. It was hosted by me, Anna Carey, and today's guest was Hilary Lawson. As ever, please do subscribe, give us a rating, and make sure you tell anyone you know that might be interested. And of course, tune in next week for more debates and interviews with the world's leading thinkers on today's Biggest Ideas.